Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about European earwigs, fascinating facts, and part one of the interview with the creator of Be My Eyes. Hello, welcome to The Kindness Project. I'm joined by the man who finds it funny that the European earwig has two penises. That is actually true. The European Airwig has two penises, and we'll talk about the European Airwig after I've done my introduction, which is, um, I can't find it. I'm joined by Charlotte Dames, the girl, distinctly amateur that was, distinctly amateur <laughs> introduction, the girl who loves a cry as much as her dad. You do like a little cry, don't I you? I love a cry. What, do you, what was the last thing you cried about? I don't know. Overly emotional movies make me cry. Uh, Even mildly emotional movies make me cry. I I cr- I am crying since I since I've turned forty. I cry at everything. I cry at films. I cry at um at books. I cry at music all the time. Yeah, me too. Um. Yeah. So so I am a, I'm a big crier. Um. Should we talk about earwigs? The European ones are interesting. The European earwig. So I'm reading a really good book at the minute called uh the. QI book. You've probably seen the TV show with, I think it's Stephen Fry, Sandy Toxvic does it now. Um, and the book is just basically all these facts that you you just didn't know. And there was a really interesting fact about the European Airwig. Uh, and the question was, how many penises has the European Airwig got? Apparently he's got two. And the incredible thing is... Uh, if one snaps off, it just uses the other one. Now, I'm not sure that would apply as well in the human world, but um, uh, I, I found that fascinating. You know sharks have two penises too? <laughs> oh, God. How do you know that? <laughs> have you been Googling what animals have got two penises? <laughs> no. Have you been... No, it was this thing I saw um, because... Oh, uh, I can't remember. Oh, you can't remember where you saw no. it? Sorry. Are you imagining that sharks have got no, two penises? Sharks have two penises. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Listeners, sure. listeners, please let us know if we uh, we're right about sharks having two penises. We might be right. We, we might be wrong. But uh, Charlotte is convinced sharks about. Have two penises. But, but it doesn't work in the same way, does it? I don't think so. I'm not sure how it works. Oh, right, okay. Fair sharks enough. Sharks have two penises. Okay, fair enough. I, 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 I think most human men would be satisfied with just keeping the one. <laughs> I mean, there's. N- <laughs> There's, there's no reason to really ever spare. I'm hoping it never snaps off. <laughs> so um, if it, if it, as long as that occurs, as long as, that, as long as I never have any snappage, um, I'll, I'll be all right. He's hoping never to lose his penis. <laughs> so um, can you tell everybody where they can get in touch with us? Ah, uh, yes. This is my. I'm very conflicted whether I like this segment or not because I can never remember and I always get funny looks. <gasps> Twitter. Oh, I, I came back then. A couple of weeks ago, the H came back, and I was like, "This is we've cracked it. We are now in a position." Oh, praise the Lord! <laughs> uh, God, um, God congestion. God congestion. I am the holy congestion of God. Um, uh, praise the Lord, God congestion. Um, uh, but the H hasn't returned. It's right. holla kindness if you want to get in touch with us on twitter the h will only occur when you least expect it <laughs> it's a surprise it's a mystery h um yeah anybody anywhere any any other ways that people get facebook. in touch with us um, uh, you can do facebook this week that's it, <laughs> yeah uh, 
Bananas. There wasn't any www. So it's www.facebook.com forward slash holokindness backward slash hello uh, forward oh, slash God's congestion. God's congestion <laughs> backward slash earwig <laughs> uh, forward slash multiple penises. Um, so any any way you want to get in touch with us on that one, that'd be good. Um, and then they, people can email and check out the website and do all that sort of stuff, can't they? Yes. Um, the website is full of news about how people awesome uh, uh, how people awesome are. That's how? not an English sentence. Okay, how awesome down, people three. are. One, two, three. How awesome people are. So there's loads of really good stuff on the kindness website. Uh, uh, project website you can have a look you can have a little search on there for previous episodes yes. if you'd like some more shambolic wafflings of Charlotte and I um, if you'd like to understand a little bit more about Charlotte and um, I but also can I just say the interviews we're getting on there are incredible mm. so we've got interviews from a bunch of people who are doing truly awesome stuff in the world and that's and that's growing every week so feel free to check out um the the interviews on the website because that'd be a really good thing to do um and uh feel free to get in touch but before we go before we get on with the show it's time it's finally time it's, it's finally time to do the have we got a jingle for this question of the podcast so the the um the question of the podcast this week is when was the last time you cried? So yes, so no I'm not I'm not talking about you. I'm talking I'm talking to our listeners. So when was the last time you cried listeners? I know with the broader philosophical questions um uh uh, we tend n not to like we get we get better answers typically when we talk about trivia and when was the last time you cried is quite a personal question but if you feel happy to share um, share that with us um, that'd be good yes. um, and we'll be really sensitive about any answers you give us so that, even if it's crying of laughter we'll be fine with crying, that yeah, crying for any reason you need to let us know internally Inter crying inside or crying outside they ah. both count um, uh, and uh, crying in pain might count yeah. crying in pleasure might count crying in, <laughs> cry crying in laughter might count crying in sadness might count so any sort of crying um, uh, uh, is, is applicable so with that being said should we get on with kindness news yes so, here we are for another episode of Kindness News. Shall we do the jingle? No. <laughs> okay, we're not. We're going to head straight into Kindness News. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, you want to do it, you want to do kindness it. Kindness News. Too so, so, we need. what I'm going to do is start to hit a poll and decide what the jingle from Kindness News needs to be backed up by. Is it A, a drum and bass beat? Is it... B, B, disco, disco, or is it three, riffs? opera? Or is it C, just an operatic background, just violins and stuff like that? Or is it D, um, locked in a brick 
container where nobody can hear it. I don't know. D. D, probably. <laughs> um, what edition is this week's kindest news? Anti-bullying. Anti-bullying edition. Sounds good. Tell yep. me about it. Okay. What would it be like if you could show the world what a million acts of kindness looked like? This question may seem impossible to answer to most, but it was the foundation of Brian Will- Williams' career. Williams was in between jobs when he was on the phone catching up with his former martial arts instructor who posed that very question. Although it was just a random thought, it sparked an idea with with Williams that he wanted to test by speaking at a local elementary school to promote kindness. We had school teachers in our family, so I asked mum and she said, why don't you come to my school, Williams? Williams said it started as, let's try it. We had no idea it would turn into an organisation or even a career. That wasn't even in my thought process. And then... Pretty soon, other schools wanted it and it started to blossom. Once Williams began to hear back from schools that bullying incidences were decreasing after he spoke to students, he realised he had created something special. This led to the creation of his Think Kindness organisation in 2009. We never talk about the word bully, Williams says. I never talk about it at all. And so that's that's been one of the main parts of Think Kindness. We say we're an anti-bullying organisation that never mentions the word bully. We're going into a school, decrease bullying incidences by up to 20% without ever mentioning the word. Since 2009, Williams had spoken to, to more than 6, 650,000 elementary school students and on Wednesday afternoon, public school 73 in the Bronx came became one of the uh, 173 schools that Think Kindness visited this school year. Yeah. This time, Williams brought along some f- local friends. Aaron Hicks, David Robertson, CC Sab- Sabathia, uh, Sabitha, Sabithia, Luis Severino, third base coach Phil Nevin and general manager Brian Cashman attended Wednesday's assembly as part of the Yankees Hope Week, surprising the fourth and fifth graders in attendance. Cool. So you took the New York Yankees to pretty much to, to an anti-bullying thing, right? I mean, I've given this presentation so many times, I've gotten to the point that I don't really get nervous. But when you have coaches and players there, I'm not going to lie, I was nervous. When you saw the reaction to the students and the reaction of the players all having fun, and when we start seeing these written documents of random acts of kindness, it's going to be pretty exciting. Love it. While waiting for the event to begin, one could hear the kids and teachers whispering, I hope Cece is here. When the starter took the stage, he received a warm ovation. That was fun, Cece said. I did my backpack uh, giveaway here, so I think a lot of kids know I've been here before. I remember being in fourth and fifth grade, sitting where these kids sat, so it's cool to be able to get out into the community for whatever reason. Williams then took the stage and started how shared how his martial arts instructor formed him into a kindness ninja a person who no. does nice oh, love it. <laughs> kindness ninja yes we are the we silent need, we need more kindness ninjas in the world well we're hardly ninjas are we no, we're, we're too not. loud for that <laughs> the person who does nice things for others without anyone the huh? I'm loud and deadly to the silent and deadly Yes, you get an act of kindness, and I, you get an act of I, I, kindness. I, I, you sounded like Oprah Winfrey. You get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. <laughs> right, go ahead. I like the message where he said you have to be brave to be kind. Sometimes I thought that was a great. Uh, Robertson said, "I thought that was a great message that I will try to take away with me and add into my life." He also said that he was nervous. Uh, and trying to keep his composure and come up with great acts of kindness. He was warned, but still wasn't prepared. Williams then challenged the PS73 students to compete more, complete more acts of kindness than any other school he has visited. Each student received a journal to write down See, each right. act of he or she completes, and it will be sent back to Williams for the school to receive its final tally. See, I like the idea of competitive kindness. If you had 
all of the schools in uh, London Borough of your choosing that had to compete to see how many acts of kindness they could complete uh, together. I think that would just mean more acts of kindness, yeah. don't you? So I mean, do you reckon I... competitive kindness could be a thing? Yeah, I mean, my uh, there's a lot of boys in my year group, there's a yeah. lot of girls in my year group, and they're highly competitive. I don't know if they'd be competitive at kindness, but they're highly competitive. But if, if they're competitive, just give them something that's competitive and adds value to the world. That'd be good, wouldn't good, it? Good, good. Yeah, it'd be good. I love that story. Uh -huh. And it looks like... I want, I want, the other interesting thing about that story is they never mention the word bully. And I, I think there's something to that. Because as soon as you say you're a bully, you're stigmatising that individual. Yeah. And there might be reasons why they're behaving in that way, so it's interesting. Yeah. Thank you for kindness anti-bullying news although we're not using the word bully anymore oh, bully. shall we get on with the show yes so charlotte this week we've got an interview yes <laughs> what does yas mean my mind keeps blanking and i'm just like oh okay. my god so this week we interview hands from be my eyes now hard hands yas and hands is uh, an awesome fella uh -huh. um he uh, along with a team of coders um invented an app that helps blind people um be able to get help from fully sighted people in their in their homes and we we've talked at homes offices just to effectively fill gaps in their lives where they need somebody fully sighted to help them i think we've talked about this one before we on have. the uh, apps one the kindness app so we 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 had a um we had a kindness apps podcast where we talked about be my eyes because i yes. downloaded it and we reached out to the guys at be my eyes yes. and they said they were going to come on and uh, talk to us about it so would you like to hear the interview with hands yes please cool. hands thank you so much for coming on and agreeing to speak to us on the kindness project i really appreciate it it's my pleasure thank you um and I found your app purely by accident, actually, and signed up for it as a volunteer. So as somebody who found it on the uh, Google store, looked at it and thought, you know what, what a great idea. It's great that I get to uh, speak to you about your inspiration behind it and the story behind it. Um, so uh, just let's open really broadly. Just tell us a little bit about you. <coughs> is uh, Hans Weiberg. I'm from Denmark and uh, I'm uh, visually impaired. Uh, yeah. I have a tunnel vision okay. uh, and uh, I'm uh, 54 years old. Okay. Uh, I have two daughters and a wife. Um, so, and uh, yeah, uh, then I uh, more or less by accident uh, became an uh, app inventor. Uh, I had never dreamed that I <laughs> So it was, a, it was an accidental inventor, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so that's just a little bit about me. Okay, cool. And how old are the girl? How, how old are your children? Uh, they are uh, uh, 20 and 17, so okay. they are a bit older than yours. Okay, and um, uh, boys or girls, what have you got? Uh, two girls. Two girls, okay. So you're, like me, you're completely outnumbered in your house, right? 
<laughs> and and help me understand about your uh, your visual impairment. So were you were you impaired from birth, or was it a gradual thing that that sort of? Uh, no, uh, I was born with a, uh, a quite normal uh, vision, uh, okay. and I also had a driver license till I was uh, twenty five, uh, and okay. I was set out to become a farmer and take over my parents' farm. Okay. Uh, and uh, but then in the age of uh, twenty five, I discovered that I had this uh, eye disease that where your uh, vision is getting uh, smaller and smaller. Okay. Uh, so when uh, normally sighted people have a um, 180 degree vision uh, I have now uh, around 5 degree left so okay. it's a very small area yeah. but uh, I can still read the text on my uh, phone yeah. so, and I'm super happy about that Yeah, yeah. the little side that I have is uh, helping me a, a great deal of course so, okay. so, uh, and where did, the, where did the idea for Be My Eyes come up with? You said it, you became an accidental inventor uh, which <laughs> Which is a phrase I love, by the way. Uh, it, it's, uh, I was, uh, at some point, I was working as a consultant for the Danish Blind Association. Okay. Uh, visiting uh, blind and, and uh, low vision people uh, in their home and yeah. telling them about uh, new devices and how to cope with things and so on. Okay. Uh, and and uh, doing that job, I, I saw that uh, yeah, there was a need for this, and I also saw that some of the people I visited, they were using their, uh, at that time, uh, uh, iPhones yeah. to, to make uh, Skype calls and yeah. FaceTime calls with yeah. friends and family when they needed to see something. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, and then one of them said, uh, but I always have to call someone. Yeah. Uh, and then that's pretty much where I came up with the idea that, uh, oh, we, we need to make a group of volunteers that, that uh, he can call. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, uh, but I had no clue how to do it because I'm not a technical person myself. Okay. Uh, so uh, I, uh, yeah, went back home and, uh, and then I, when I was listening to the radio, I heard about uh, events uh, at a university here in, in Denmark Mm. Uh, called uh, Startup Weekend, okay. where you you can come basically from the street, and then you get the one minute in English to present an idea, yep. and then uh, it it costed like uh, I don't know uh, four hundred and fifty Danish crowns. I don't know that will be like uh, fifty uh, pounds. Or okay, like okay. Uh, then, the, but there was free beer all weekend, so I think. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it can't be that bad. Do you know? Do you know what that sounds like? Uh, quite a good deal, especially in London. I mean, fifty fifty pounds for free beer a weekend. You couldn't get that in a pub. But, but I, I can tell you that it was uh, really difficult to find time to drink any beer because it was so exciting and, and, and yeah, so quite a dynamic event, right? I went there and I got my minute, and and um, uh, seven other people were thinking that this idea was uh, good, and they joined my team, and then uh, the idea is that you kind of develop the idea over the weekend and then on Sunday you present it uh, to some judges and, and uh, we won the prize for the most innovative idea. Awesome. Uh, so we were all fired up about that. So the, the, this, is a, this is a team of coders, right? So people say... I'm, I'm, uh, unfortunately, there was no coders okay. <laughs> on the team because that, that's really what you need. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're not able to make a kind of a... A, a, a prototype, yeah. Uh, but but we, we could kind of, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 
make a drawing of the idea and, yeah. and send, tell people what we needed to to, to get uh, to the, the steps we had laid out and so on. And what were, what were the what was the next steps? Was it funding? Was it getting some money yeah, behind uh, you? Was it we, uh, in, in the beginning we started out as a uh, non-profit. Yeah. Uh, so we, we started writing writing applications for uh, foundations uh, here in Denmark. Yeah. And uh, trying all kinds of things to, to raise the, the, the money needed, and uh, went in. It, it took actually it took a whole year to, to raise the money. Okay. And uh, then uh, we had uh, uh, three hundred thousand okay. uh, dollars, and that was basically day one in our business because then we could start hiring people who knew what they were talking about, <laughs> uh, uh, coding wise and yep. so on. Yeah. Uh, and start making uh, prototypes and, and testing and uh, so on. And then we spend uh, almost a year doing that. Okay. Uh, and then we were at uh, November 2014, where we could uh, launch the app in the Danish app store. Yeah. Uh, we, we basically, we didn't tell anyone about it because okay. it was just about a matter of uh, scaling up the tests. So, so I told uh, all my blind friends to uh, sign up and yep. try to use it and give us some uh, top luck. Uh, and they did. Uh, and yeah. we uh, <laughs> had uh, some extra things that we needed to, um, to straighten out. Yep. And then in uh, the 15th of January 2015, we could launch uh, internationally. Okay. And that was a tremendous uh, experience for all of us yeah. because we were uh, completely uh, blown away by uh, how many people wanted to join gotcha. and, uh, and also the interest from the, the press. Yeah. Uh, within uh, the next three, four months, I gave uh, two, three, five uh, interviews a day. Right. Okay. So it was really amazing, yeah. uh, and it was uh, in the beginning. It was uh, mainly uh, tech sites, um, uh, the Daily Dot, and the Tech Crunch, and all kinds of yeah. Uh, yeah, tech sites that you dream about being mentioned in as a young startup. Of course. And yeah. Then, uh, later on, it was uh, yeah, BBC and newspapers and radio stations, yeah. and uh, and now it is a lot of uh, podcasts and, and so on. So yeah. No, no. So, 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 from the start, you know, would you have, would you have ever dreamed it's taken off the way it's taken off when you walked into that room and paid your fifty pounds? I mean, it it, it sounds like an ideal startup story, doesn't it? Uh, we, we all all of us had this uh, feeling that this is a, a, a good idea and we could uh, uh, engage people in it yeah. but we also were thinking that it might be hard actually in the beginning we yeah. built in a gamification yeah okay uh, interested for, for the volunteers yeah. because we were thinking it might not be that easy to get volunteers but then it turned out to be uh, super super easy to, uh, to yeah uh, to get volunteers and and just just out of interest uh, you you mentioned that you gave it away to you you did a sort of beta test with your with your friends first what was the um what was the most harsh piece of criticism they gave you and what did you fix well uh, in the beginning we had all kind of ideas about what the app should be able to do okay uh, and but but we realized that we needed to make it uh, really uh, simple yeah uh, also because uh, iphones 
among blind people in 2013 yeah. were uh, not that uh, common. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people were new to to this uh, way of using their phone and so yeah. on. So, so we decided to, uh, with uh, uh, this the feedback, to make it uh, as simple as possible. Okay. Uh, so, um, and we ended, um, we're really proud of that. We ended up with only one button. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, of course, there's uh, one more where, where you can go into settings, but, but basically there's only one button. Yeah, uh, so it's intuitive and simple, right? But it's intuitive and simple. That was the yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the idea behind it. And also because a lot of those people who are blind are uh, not uh, the youngest ones. So okay. And wanted to make sure that we could kind of uh, reach out to uh, to everybody. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you, you didn't you didn't want it to be just for tech savvy individuals. You wanted it to, exactly, to yeah. support uh, to support everybody. Um, and what what have, what have most people use Be My Eyes for? Well, the most common use is uh, inside the house, okay. and it is uh, very much uh, in the kitchen. Okay. Uh, um, finding out what is in this can or how many gotcha. this thing needs to be uh, in the microwave. Yeah. Or, or have I set my oven to uh, what I want it to be on and uh, also uh, turning on the washing machine. Most people know the, the usual program that they are using, but sometimes they have some, some other kind of clothes they want to, uh, if they have a sweater or something, they yeah. want to make absolutely sure <laughs> yeah. it's on the right program and the temperature is what it needs. Yeah, gotcha. And, and uh, we also make a lot of coffee because <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, madness. But but uh, these days you, you need a master degree to, to make a coffee. <laughs> In the good old days, there was one button and it was either on or off. Yeah, now if you want an Americano or a cappuccino. <laughs> but uh, imagine being blind and, and uh, meet one of these uh, fancy coughing. Uh, yeah, gotcha. Uh, Gotcha. So, so, so we we do a lot of coffee as well, uh, and also of course um, computer issues. Uh, yeah. If you are blind and you uh, then you will be uh, using a uh, screen reader that will tell you uh, read out what's on the screen. Yeah. But when you're updating your computer, the screen reader stops talking. Yeah. Uh, and then you have no clue what's going on. Oh, sure. You need be my eye to kind of uh, yeah make sure that everything is working out as so, it should. And, and uh, if you need to put in a, a check mark in the yeah. box and something like that. Gotcha. It's really it's really interesting hands because my one of my best friends is. Um, visually impaired and when I used to go around his house for a cup of tea he used to have the and I'm going back probably sort of 15 20 years now um I bet he still uses it he had this thing that uh, effectively told him when the hot water was up to a certain level so he yeah. didn't he didn't bo- and it it, it it was simple but genius it just beeped when it when it got to a certain level um yeah. but but just so he didn't spill water everywhere i don't know whether that would work with a complicated coffee machine and certainly <laughs> be my eyes are, is a is a far better solution for that um but yeah i you know what it's it's interesting because i think the stuff that you just take for granted when you've got that visual impairment having that just little bit of support to say what how many minutes or what does that say is obviously invaluable um and what's what's your favorite story of i know you've got uh, I, because I, I use the app i get your uh, regular emails of stories yeah, yeah. of people using well, uh, 
this, well, what's your favorite? I got a mail from a, a lady, uh, and, and she was uh, telling me that uh, she has been using Be My Eyes when she was out shopping okay. uh, to find some uh, vegetables. Um, and, and the reason why she was so extremely happy about Be My Eyes was that normally she would have to go to to find uh, some some staff yeah. and have them go over and she felt that this was uh, really uncomfortable for her to do that because, gotcha. uh, they were not really having the time and so on and and uh, and she was being helped by someone from uh, a European country I don't remember which um, and it uh, and she was completely blown away by this this guy who uh, thought it was really uh, fun and, mm -hmm. and lovely to help her and he had all the time she needed and and, and so it, it makes really a big difference she would have gone home with the same stuff but the experience was totally different uh, and gotcha. she, even she didn't do it on her own she, she really felt that she did it on her own yeah because uh, and and this is um, this is what i really like when i hear that people are yeah doing what what they are doing but but the feeling is completely different gotcha and uh, and that's uh, yeah and also the volunteers are getting uh, sometimes i'm in real doubt who am i helping the most because the volunteers are so excited about well, being able to uh, tell someone that uh, yeah your oven is at 200 degrees or whatever yeah it's, it's a small thing but it's uh, it makes everybody stay so but it's i mean the interesting thing for our hands doing the kindness project is um <clears throat> what we've found is often the giver of kindness is the greatest beneficiary because the way it makes them feel so <laughs> so i interestingly we we've been having conversations with a bunch of different people about how kindness is uh, sort of quite a selfish thing to do because of the way it makes you feel well, uh, it is, but but uh, as long as everybody is, everybody wins. Yeah, yeah. Tricky fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. If everybody wins, that's the that's the idea, isn't it? And yeah. I think I think that sort of collaborative attitude and collaborative nature is is um is is the way you do it. Help me under help me understand because I've been a volunteer for a while, but I haven't had a uh, had a call yet, um, which which is understandable because you've just got so many volunteers on there, but. What happens in terms of language barriers? How do you manage it on the app in terms of making sure that the individuals connected um, yeah. speak uh, the same well, language? It, uh, it, it, it's, yeah, <laughs> there's a, a, a number of things about that. But the, the, the basic is when you sign up, you you can choose your primary language. Yeah. And uh, that would most uh, likely be your native language. And then yeah. if you speak uh, a foreign language, you can add that as your secondary language. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then if, if I, here in Denmark, if I want help, uh, then I will just tap the button and then it will find someone else speaking Danish. Gotcha. And, uh, but if I want to be uh, helped uh, after nine o'clock uh, at night, yeah. Then we, we do not call people after nine o'clock. Okay. But but then we find someone in another time zone. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. And if if you speak English, that's no problem. 
if you speak uh, Danish or another very small language, uh, it might be an issue to find someone in another time zone because uh, most Danes have a tendency of living in Denmark. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, but then if you can speak another language, so then we, we will try to find someone Connect you. Uh, yeah, yeah. That language, uh, living in a time zone where it is not after 9 o'clock. So. And where... And where where where's the most unexpected place? Be my eyes has been used uh, in the world. Well, uh, US is uh, the, our biggest uh, place. Okay. But also the UK and uh, Brazil. <laughs> uh, funny enough, we, Brazil? we have right. had a tremendous uh, press coverage in 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 Brazil. Okay. Uh, so we have uh, quite a number of users in in Brazil and also in in Spain and. Uh, Okay, cool. So all of and and do you, do you think it's caught on because of the social element, the element of of of, of kindness involved in the development of the app, as opposed to just an entirely commercial enterprise? Could, could you repeat the question? Yeah, of course. So, do you think BMIs has caught on because generally people are more attracted to projects that do good as opposed to just make money? Or, or do you think there's an element of that? Um, I don't really... Th- I think what, what people get attracted with would be my eyes is that it is so easy gotcha. uh, to do it. Simplicity, uh, and, yeah. And, uh, and of course, uh, and the thing that... that uh, and I like to call it micro-volunteering because yep. it, it, it's... A, a, most calls are uh, two minutes, uh, gotcha. around, around two minutes long, and and you are not supposed, uh, you don't have to be at a specific time every Wednesday night. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, so if you have the time and you get a call, you can uh, you can take it, uh, and if you are in a meeting, you can just ignore it, yeah. and then someone else will pick it up. So it's super super easy to be a volunteer, and and, and you are meeting people. Uh, yeah, face to face, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and 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 it's it's really uh, yeah a, a super easy and, and and nice thing to do. And, and so I don't think people are thinking that much about uh, the, the social element. Yeah. Into it, uh, I don't think so. Okay. What's the um, what's the funniest use of be my eyes you've heard about? Well, <laughs> I got a, also a, an email from uh, um, a lady uh, who was uh, singing in a choir. Okay. And um, and um, and she needed a, a pair of black shoes, and she okay. was using Be My Eyes to find them. And then uh, the uh, the volunteer uh, was, uh, was completely surprised because she was in the middle of her choir. <laughs> And they forgot all about the black shoes, and they start to talking about what are you singing and where are you and and so gotcha. on. And uh, then uh, finally they they, they found the, the black shoes, and then they ended up with the the, the one choir singing for the other person. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so that was a, a really. A, I love it. So so the so the volunteer went along and heard the uh, lady singing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> love it. That's a great little story. So Hans is a good fella, isn't he? Yeah. He's a good, good bloke. And we've got more um, 
from Ange next week because the interview was so good but so long. We, like all our like all our interviews. <laughs> well, we, the thing is, we get we're involved. very enthusiastic people. Yeah. We we even though you say enthusiastic like that, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so we've split the interview into two, and you can find out more about Ange and Be My Eyes uh, next week. It's the end. It's just the end. I'm very upset. It's, it's the end of it. <laughs> uh, but the end is never the end because we've got. Last week, this week, last week, this week, question of the podcast. And last week's question of the podcast was. Was. A good one. A good one. It was. Was. What's the worst movie ever? Now, we all know what the worst movie ever was. Any, got, anything that has Nicolas Cage. It's got Nicolas Cage in. We know that. Um, there's no um, there, there's no question of that. However. However. Uh, we did get a lot of responses on this. And uh, Dom Thomas started off. And I know Dom Thomas. Not been in the show yet. But I, I really like him. Dom Thomas. He, Dom Thomas is a huge movie fan, right? He said Elf. Oh, it's utterly infantile. Cheesy movie. Do you like Elf? I see I'm not too keen on Elf, but mum, okay. mum I like, likes Elf. I like bits and pieces and then there's bits and pieces where I go, oh my god, this is too cheesy to live okay. through. Okay. Like, they made a musical of it and even the songs are too cheesy to live through. Okay. Uh, Darren Cook said, so we'll, we'll go through these and you can just give us your comment on uh, what yes. film. So Darren Cook said, I switched Avatar off after an hour. The movie? Yeah. Yeah. No, the musical. There's no uh, musical. <laughs> uh, the TV show, honestly, is so good. Especially what, the Avatar? There's a TV show of Avatar. Wait, which Avatar are we talking about? Like the Last Airbender or are we talking about like the blue people thing? Uh, I don't know. Because The Last Airbender was an awful film, wasn't it? Yes. It was. The TV uh, show for that is really good, especially the, sec- uh, the second set of seasons, which right. is The Legend of I've Korra. I've got a feeling uh, Darren is talking about Avatar, about the little blue people, or the big blue people. The little the blue planet. people, that's Smurfs. The Smurfs, <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, Sorry, we've just butchered up your answer. He's, he's definitely not talking about the Smurfs. <laughs> I think he's talking about the big blue people on the Avatar planet, but um, I might be wrong. So John, no, I John Cook said... Uh, I'm quite tempted to say something really awful and standard, but I'm going more personal. Scent of a Woman contains the worst blind acting I've ever encountered. Al Pacino Pacino won an Oscar for the performance. It's so laughable that it relates below the episode of Biker Grove where PJ got blinded by a paint gun. Now, you haven't seen Scent of a Woman or Remember Biker Grove. PJ and Duncan were Anton Deck back in the day when they were in a kids TV show and PJ got blinded with a paint gun what the hell so um, I I, Al Pacino is one of the greatest actors of all time in my opinion Um, uh, even when he's doing shouty Al Pacino and I like Al Pacino in shouty stuff so I like him in Heat and I like him in any given Sunday I love it Scott Gallagher said Intersection Half a dozen people sat in front of us in the pictures, actually walked out before the end of the film. Uh, I, I don't know whether this counts, but I went, uh, I went to a showing of a film called Insomnia uh, with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Fell asleep. <laughs> Uh, and, and, oh uh, my god! Uh, I went to a film called Insomnia. I fell asleep. Yeah, that, if that's if that's ironic, 
Uh, I think it is. Um, uh, That's not ironic. I don't know what is. Uh, How Howard Bullock said, "Howard the Duck." Um, I I think we should all pick worst films named after us because that sounds like a good thing. And Charlotte's Scott, Web. No, that's such a good movie. <laughs> no, they are Charlotte's that's Web. Such a good Charlotte, movie. Charlotte's Web is a great book oh, it and made a good me movie. Cry. Uh, Scott Gallagher said, "I recall loving that as a kid." And Howard just went. Actually, I think you were mistaken. <laughs> uh, Roberta White. Now, come on, Robbie. What is going on with this no. You're You're just wrong. Rob, Roberta White said Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, God. Uh, my mother-in-law is a hamster. Um, and, and <laughs> your mother is a hamster and your father's one of elderberries. If Robbie White, friend of the show and mother-in-law of... Uh, uh, me and Gran of you were here. I bite a bloody legs off. Um, right. Oh, come back here! <laughs> I don't bite your knees. Uh, um, Jeremy Squibb said, "Chocolat." Watched it one New Year's Eve. I'm sure there's some brilliance in it, but for me, it felt like the most painful 121 minutes of screen time ever. When you remember specifically how long a film is, you really don't enjoy it, do you? <laughs> Victor Sack said, Prince of the City. Unnecessary swearing and remains the only film I've worked, walked out of the cinema for. Never heard of it, have you? No, Prince me of the City. Uh, Karina Murray said, Sharknado needs no explanation. You've seen all those now, films. Now, the weird thing is, Sharknado uh, and its numerous sequels are truly awful films. But and yet you've seen them all. For me, they are in a category of so bad... They're good. They're laughable. They're laughable. Uh, Mark O'Halloran, friend of the show, said the. Oh, Karina May's definitely a friend of the show. Mark said the Sweeney. It's a load of B star, 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 star. Well, I know. It's the, uh, I don't know what the movie is, but I know what the B star, 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 star <laughs> the is. The Sweeney's like a cop. You have seen it. Ray Winston and Plan B's in it. No? Who's Ray Winston? Ray Winston. Don't tell Mummy you said who's Ray Winston. I'm going to tell her that. <laughs> you don't know who Ray Winston is. I don't know actors um, other than Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Uh, and maybe, uh, you know, John who, Berman. Um, you know. Ollie Smith said, was reminded today of how little I liked La La Land. So I saw La La Land a couple of weeks ago. And I've finished watching it. Um, and I, I quite liked it, but I don't think it was as good as as good as all that. Uh, Matt Warren said Boxing Helena, which I've never seen. No, me neither. And Simon Weeks came up with one really controversial. He said the acting in Point Break is spectacularly abysmal. Um, now, I think he act- means it's so bad it's good. Nah, the, ac- the acting in Point Break isn't good. But the film actually redeems itself with some really good cut scenes. Simon Ben Nathan said Match Point, Woody Allen's filmmaking point of no return. And John Romero said, I thought Schindler's List was a bit downbeat. I don't think it was meant to be a comedy, to be honest, John. I don't think it was meant to be upbeat. Um, That's like me watching 24 and going, I don't see the humour. Yeah, no, exactly. exactly. But you know what? Really interestingly, I've been to um, uh, Schindler's Factory in Poland, and it is quite... um, uh, incredible the work that he did to, to save people's lives and putting himself at real real danger to do so mm. it was it was great um, uh, but obviously not one you want to 
not a film you want to watch when you uh, want to cheer yourself up. So that is it for this week. That was all our comments and answers. Thank you again for um, listening to the podcast, and we will see you next week. Okay, bye.